Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, you guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Temple of Hoop podcast. I am your host, Coach Maples, a.k.a. J. Mapes, here, as always, with Kingsborough. Kings, what's going on? Man, hanging in there, man. NFL misery for me today, man. Uh, ditto. Uh, that's the worst game i ever seen Dak Prescott play. I didn't see too much of the Raider game, but I heard Carr kind of folded at the end there. Same old, same old. <laughs> same old, same old. Yeah, it was nasty. But, you know, the Rams lost, Cardinals lost, or Cardinals won, excuse me, or beat, beat the snout of the 49ers, thank goodness. Um, oh, yeah, uh, the Bills lost. Bills lost, <laughs> the Rams the lost. A lot, a, a lot of contenders uh, took ugly L's today. So, and I'll be interested to see how that goes, man. Um, so, after all that misery, we got to start out talking about these Lakers, man. Uh, oh my goodness! It's been rough this past week alone, giving up the huge lead to OKC, uh, who's actively trying to lose. Lost twice to them, get embarrassed by the Bla- by the uh, Blazers, who have been struggling. Dame, of course, predictably as everybody predicted, broke out of his slump against the Lakers. Um, pretty much a plethora of problems that this team has that we're gonna uh, get into before we go on to something else, but. Uh, what what is your biggest issue for the Lakers right now, for you personally? Uh, no identity. Mm, yeah, poor coaching. <laughs> no accountability by the stars. It seemed like it's just bad. All, it's just bad all around, man. Um, and that's just the only way it can be when you lose big leads to lottery teams, right? And you lose twenty point leads twice to a team that's going to be picking in the top three draft pick, you know, it's, it's more, it's more problems than folks wanting to brush off. And no, I'm, I'm, I'm not shocked because I was one of the few after the preseason, I straight up said, you know, I didn't like what I saw. (laughs) Yeah. I remember. I didn't like what the coaching looked like. And I told everybody like, it's early. But what we saw was terrible in the in the preseason, like just flat out awful. There's just no way around it. And people were like, oh, you know, he's doing too much. You're overlooking things and blah, 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 blah. I was like, All right, whatever. I, I mean, I did say it was early. You know, I, I did tell them it was early. So I was like, they could change, but it wasn't things were looking good. Ten games in, what do you know? Team things aren't looking good. And, you know, um, the honeymoon phase is over for Anthony Davis. That's, that, that's just the reality <laughs> situation. The honeymoon phase is over. And what I mean that was that, you know, for someone like me, you know, I, I always pushed, held him to higher standards because 
I, you know, I kind of wanted him to chase certain levels of all-time greatness. But I think Lake for Laker fans now, they're kind of, you know, all right, bro. Like, you know, you got one chip, but we're Lakers fans. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like we're, like we're we're Lakers fans. We're not, you know, we're not comfortable with just winning one. And, and that's the end of it, right? Like they've seen Kobe, they've seen Shaq, they've seen Magic, Kareem. You know what I mean? It's like we're not just cool with you just win one and and that's it. Like especially these uh, newer, you know, newer batch of Laker fans. You know what I mean? Coming off the Kobe years, yep. And then the, and then the generation before coming off the Magic years. You know what I mean? Like it, it wasn't that era of Laker fans where you had Jerry West and Will. You know what I mean? And you and you won like a few of them. You, you're, you're dealing with Laker fans who are used to dynasties. So they're not going to just be satisfied with just one shit from a guy who's super talented and underperforming. And a lot of people are not. It's funny because like somebody had a good point. They say, you know, it's bad when LeBron is the one not getting blamed. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like everybody knows, you know, LeBron is performing at a high level, even in bad conditions. Everybody knows LeBron's not one to play around with trying to win. He wants to win chips every single year. So it's like it's kind of already established with how he moves and how he operates. He's always going to try and get his team in a position to win. But I think everybody's just concerned with Anthony Davis right now. I don't know what, what his mentality is at this point. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in agreement with that. My only – it's crazy. When you look at Anthony Davis' stats, they don't look terrible. They just when you watch the games, he's just not mm-hmm. impacting it as the way that people would expect. And, you know, people call me a fake fan or whatever, throwing this out there. I was like, the comparing him to Giannis was always kind of wild to me because you're comparing a, a floor raiser versus a ceiling raiser, mm-hmm. right? So Giannis on your team, he's your foundation. You're going to win 50, 55, 50, 55 games with him. And, mm-hmm. and be in competition. I don't know if you can say that for Anthony Davis. Um, to me, AD's not the biggest problem. The biggest thing is, I, I'm with you, they just don't have an identity, mm-hmm. right? It used to be the last two years, it's always been defense, right? So they've had LeBron, AD, right. these tough defensive players. This year, they don't have that. But to compound the issue, Frank still wants to play big. Right. Right, so you just – you're not even – playing in your strengths because right now you got all these offensively inclined players you know one would think that the the move would be to maximize that and try to develop continuity on defense as the season goes along instead of handicapping them by playing you know these bigger lineups that just don't have the same effect they had two years ago I remember remember in when they won a championship that year when they would go big like that teams would try to match it they just couldn't because the Lakers were too good at it right now it's like, oh, you want to go big? We're going to stay small, and we're just going to turn the pace up to 100 and just deal with the results. It is just blowing back in the Lakers' face. Um, DeAndre Jordan's had a couple bright moments, but has been, been pretty disastrous uh, the entire his whole tenure here. But on top of that, Westbrook has been the full Westbrook experience. Uh, yeah. The Some of the good, a lot of the bad. And just, I, I don't know, the thing I'm having here is what's the fix here? Because even if you, when you get healthy, right, you got, you add your wing and Ariza, LeBron's obviously going to change things. But philosophically, if you still keep putting DeAndre Jordan out there, 
right? What changes a lot? You still got Westbrook playing with with two bigs, which has never been effective or hasn't been effective since the early OKC days. So what what really changes with the with the health? Aside, well, I, I, Frank will have more versatility with the lineups. I'll say that. So uh, I'm, that's kind of what makes me nervous. I'm so, I'll say this, um, and I think everybody's is even the Lakers reporters and folks is on that path. But Frank's Frank Vogel's not making it to the end. To, he's not making it to All Star break. You don't think so? No, he's not making All Star break because it's like to get the best out of Westbrook to get this team on uh, on a on a consistent string, you have to play one big at all times. Like you just have to. Like if if your philosophy is I, I don't want to downsize and risk rebounding and all this other stuff, it's like that's your philosophy, bro, and that's your coaching style. It's not working with Russell Westbrook. Pure point blank. It doesn't work with Russell Westbrook. Like how Frank Vogel. Remember when we made this trade? When we got the Westbrook trade, I said you, all your two bigs has to be thrown out the window. It has to be. <laughs> like it has to be. It will never work. It will never work. No matter how many minutes you have it, it will never work. And it didn't work. Like I just don't understand. Like you saw Houston have to get rid of all their centers to try to make it viable. You know what I mean? So it's like, I just don't, I really just don't understand that, it, you know, I used to think it was an AD thing at the five, and it still kind of is, but it's really both of them. It's like, it's really just both of them like to do that, and, and it's really just hindering team, and it's just, that's not acceptable anymore. Like, it kind of got scouted out after the first chip run when AD went on an uh, 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 outlier shooting year, which made it work. But after that, and after his shot fell back to earth and then worse and regressed, like it just has not worked at all. So when like when they it, when it, it, go ahead. I, I will say it, did, it didn't even work. He just essentially he shot the ball well enough to qualify right. as a stretch four. Right, exactly. Like he was, like, so yeah. it's like you can't even say it worked. He just shot to the point where he was an elite stretch four. I mean, he shot the ball like Kevin Durant from mid-range. Exactly. Like, that, that, like that's how his numbers looked. But now he's back to, you know. All his spot up numbers are pretty bad. This is throughout his whole career. Like this, this is who he is. Like he's an otherworldly talent. Uh, probably the top three finisher in the league, uh, next to Zion and Giannis. Right. So, it's I don't know why he doesn't want to live there. Or maybe we do. He he was a guard until senior year. And he grew a gang of inches. He may be just a guard at heart. And I think he, that's the issue. But but you but you know what? He's gonna have to be forced to play five. Somebody's gonna have to force him to do right. that. And yeah. then I. Th- I think this too, I think when everybody gets healthy either way, they're going to have to get another wing because you can't rely on Ariza. And I think Ariza should be a reserve wing. As good as yeah. he is, I think he's too old to have him playing so many minutes. You're going to have to get a starting caliber younger wing. You're going to have to do a lot of just reconstruction of the roster by the, by the deadline. Yeah, I'm trying to think. The only guy with probably some value beyond this year is THT. And just it's a matter of how the league is going to view him. Right, and I heard some people um, talk about trading him for one of Atlanta's wings. I just I don't I don't know how he's viewed throughout the league, right? As far he's, as what people value him, you know what? A lot of rebuilding teams actually like 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 him from what I've seen, okay. from what I've heard, because he's just super young. I mean, he's what 21, 20, turning twenty one. A lot of raw potential, um, nice like a huge wingspan, very good at rim pressure, has a good handle on him. So it's a lot of things you can work with to develop him. So he's a very coveted piece. Then you obviously can get a, a guy like uh, Nunn who can be moved around for some nice draft picks. 
to any team in every season. They could always reroute him because, again, he could be put on the t- contender's bench, make them better. I mean, any contender would probably send a second round for Kendrick Nunn, right? So that's a good, valuable piece. So just h- having those two guys, right? And the reason why I say those two, because one, if you look at the Lakers roster, um, if you get that wing, then you have then you have at your two spot, because at your three spot, you have a wing. And the reason at your two spot, you'll have what, Baysmore and Bradley. Like, those are two-way guys at the two and the three. And that's how the Lakers need to play. Like, they can't have guys like THT. They can't have guys like none because they already have Westbrook. They already have LeBron. They just need three and D guys after that with AD and other rim-running bigs. Yeah, you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? The the rule changes actually benefit the 2020 Lakers. Oh, yeah. Right, so if they just had, they had that team and knew these rule changes were coming, you know, I'd have been interested to see how the, the, the rule change would have benefited last year's team too because you had very good point of attack defenders right. yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, Dennis, yeah. you had KCP, you had Caruso. You would have kept, kept that team. You you would have got better just by help by default with health, and then with the rule changes. All right. So my question for you is, uh, you don't think Frank is going to make it? Who who's your successor as of this point? Is there somebody on the <sighs> bench already? They go outside. What do you think they do? As everybody as everybody said, you know. Uh, they got Fizdale coming there, and uh, I think it's going to be Fizdale because he already has a good relationship with LeBron. Uh, he's a he's a player's coach. A lot of guys love him. So I think just for convenience sake, it will probably be Fizdale, in my opinion. Hmm. I can see that. And all thing about Fizdale, I remember he was very outdated offensively. So he kind of presents yeah. the same – the same issues that Vogel did, except maybe the guys won't won't quit on him because of that that Portland game, they they didn't play hard, and that that's probably was the stat of the the craziest thing after coming off that OKC loss. Okay, we got to make up for this against a team that's not that good and come out and get blown out like that. Yeah, uh, and I, that, that sends a sends a terrible message. And are you seeing some of these Westbrook coats? Apparently, like say, like I don't know, man, Westbrook. Somebody has to make. Somebody has to get to him, man. Like he's man, fourteen years in the league, man. Some some of this <laughs> nonchalant stuff, like not even nonchalant. Like it's just like you would feel like. I feel like Westbrook needs to carry himself like a vet when it comes to playing, man. Like decision making, like uh, yeah, he's just he, he's Allen Iverson. If Allen Iverson never met Larry Brown. Yeah, yeah. Remember Iverson was just completely out of control doing whatever. And Larry Brown comes in. We're going to put you off ball. You're going to play this way. Or it just it ain't going to work. So I think Westbrook is just actually who never got his Larry Brown. So, man, it's a lot. On top of this, um, there's an article that dropped from Bill Oram. He, he's a doom and gloom uh, Laker writer just to, you know, as a yeah, yeah. As a qualifier. Uh, the Lakers' former strength and conditioning coach said that LeBron's injury is is four weeks, four to six weeks. Um, that was a bombshell for me. I'm like, all right, if I, I think that's an exaggeration, but as LeBron has to miss that much time, what what this does that do? Yeah, I said, what does that do? That I, I think you just you kind of wishing, for, hoping for the playing and just catch fire, right? Yeah, this team is cooked if he misses that amount of time. That's, I mean. that's, a, that's a lot of games. That's like 14, Grant, 15 games. Grant, I mean, granted, uh, nobody's really saying that um, in terms of other – a lot of other people aren't really saying that, but it's yeah. – uh, 
But I mean, it is a concern that um, there's not a definitive timeline if a story like that can get put out there, right? Yep. Because you, you got to remember, right? When we had when we when they was talking about the LeBron high ankle sprain, there was a lot of optimism around it, right? But then there was that doom and gloom article saying that it is probably worse than people think, and what happened ended up being worse than what people thought. So you know what I mean? So it's like the fact that that's being put out there, like you know. And I'll say this, like somebody said, like somebody said, uh, like somebody said that, uh, you know, he finished the game. The average is for it for if it's grade one is four games. Not that serious, obviously. But hey, man, like (laughs) they're not being direct with it. They're not being, you know, Lakers have a lot of weird stuff when it comes to injury and injury timelines. Like. That's one thing we've noticed, right, These in our past few years watching them. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right, and they're five and five. It's not like they're one and nine or, or two and eight. They're playing five hundred. But obviously, you expect more. So before we go into this next part, we can get real dramatic. So where are you with you know assessing like Palinka and all this? Because there were some moves that obviously a lot of Laker fans were kind of drew ire the, the Caruso thing, obviously, which a lot of people say that was from Genie and the board, not Rob, because Caruso's time is ten. It really would have cost thirty. Um, obviously the Westbrook deal, I think that was more LeBron and AD. Oh, of course. If, if, you know, if I got to be completely honest. Um, so I think those are the two big, the two big things, right? The, 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 the leaning in with the, with the Westbrook thing, you know, now signing Caruso, obviously that has adversely affected the, the defense or they just didn't replace it well enough. So how, how are you looking at Palenka through all this? Uh, I mean, I like I have to like come slack when it comes to the what to it comes to uh, uh Westbrook. When it comes to Caruso, obviously that's that's not really his call. But I will get on him because why are you not signing? Why didn't you sign Wings? Yeah, like that's not that's not that's not Genie's fault. That's not AD and LeBron's fault, bro. You literally went out and you just got a bunch of guards. And I don't know the logic. Did you get them with the mindset that you were going to trade for a starting wing later? Okay, maybe that's a smart thing, right? Because then you just take best value and you flip it later because that's the smarter thing to do, quote, unquote. But, man, when you look at the type of wings that were available, uh, Rodney Hood was available, uh, He even though he has injury right now. That was Grayson, the first name <laughs> in my head. That was the first name in my head. Good call. Gray, Grayson Allen was available. Otto Porter was available. You know what I mean? Like, you had Malik Monk coming on the minimum. Why are you signing Kendrick Nunn to to the MLE? At that point, you need to go get an Otto Porter. You need to go get a Rudy Gay. You know, obviously, you got Melo, so you couldn't get Rudy Gay. So then you need to go get an Otto Porter. You need to go get a um, Rodney Hood or a Grayson Allen. You need to go get those guys. 
those type of wing guys that you can that that can fill in. They just just not build this. They they like the Lakers go od when it comes to certain things. Like this year, they wanted to get guys who could not be spoon fed. They went od on that. Last two years, they wanted to make all these three and D guys. They went od on that with very minimal guys who could create for themselves. It's like, where do you find the balance? Like, I, I, I'm just like, you know, everyone's looking at Milwaukee's record and saying nobody's talking about Milwaukee. Well, because Milwaukee's hurt, like, literally hurt. Like, and I'm not talking about hurt where it's like, oh, it's like rotation guys hurt. I'm talking about they're missing starters. Like, they're missing Dante. They were missing Drew. Now they're missing Middleton. They were Drew missing just Drew. Came back. just yeah, came Drew back. Yeah, Drew just came back. And they were missing Middleton. They were missing Brooke. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's real injuries. That's like Lakers missing LeBron. You know what I mean? So that's, that's real injuries. But you look at the the what the type of signings the Bucks had. You you had Grayson Allen, you had Rodney Hood, and you know what I mean. And then you get to you like how do you get those two guys for the book for the Bucks? They have a good player in Jordan and Nora. They have you know another good play. They have another good player come back in in, in Dante DiVincenzo. They're able to retain Portis. Like you like the like those are. Good role players, man. Those are really good role players. And obviously, people are just going to be like, uh, who are listening to this, who aren't paying attention to Milwaukee and don't understand that they're hurt. You're not going to understand how much dividends that's going to pay till later in the, se- in the season. That's a good, well-put-together roster. You can easily see they have a vision. They understand how they want to play around Giannis, and they just keep getting better. What is the vision with the Lakers? Like, with the yes. roster construction, what is the vision? Like, what are they trying to do? Like, what are they trying to accomplish? Like, you just, you don't know. Like, at least with the Nets, you know what they want to do, right? You want to space the floor. You know what I mean? You want to get a whole bunch of uh, uh, switch, switchable uh, guys. Your bigs, you want your bigs to be able to shoot. Like, the Lake, like the Nuggets, the Nets prefer shooting bigs who can uh, read, who are physical. So, that basically, the Nets get a bunch of power wings uh, who, who, who can play the center because they want to play small. And then they get a bunch of guards who can rebound to help offset the fact that they're not going to use a traditional rebounding uh a center, so they get like guys like Bruce Brown. Obviously, yep. Joe Harris is a rebounding uh, type of wing. He's like six seven. You, can, you know, he he can fight on the board. So they they put a lot of value into those type of uh, uh, perimeter guys to help. You know, offset the fact that they don't have a true big, and then they get a lot of floor space and bigs. But you see the vision with the, with the Nets and how they want to play. Yeah, there's no vision with the Lakers. Like it's just like you just don't know. And like somebody made a good point. They're running offense. Trying to, they're trying to feature AD as an offensive engine. He's just not an offensive engine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he, he gets his points being playing off others and, and, you know, and opening up the game for everyone else around him. And he just feeds off that. He just gets his stats. But he's not somebody to set up and create offense. He's not. And that's just not his game. And, and that's why the Lakers offense is never good. They keep trying to force that. And that's just not who he is. Yeah, he's just floating too much for me. Like, you just dominate the paint. Like, James Worthy said it the best. He's like, you're the best paint presence on the team. You got to lean into that, and everybody else fall in behind that. I, I don't I, – I really don't understand how Evan Mobley is, is having more impact than AD is right now. I, I oh, really don't – I, I really just don't – I don't – I don't understand. I just don't understand it. Like, Evan Mobley is doing what AD should be doing. Yeah. So Like, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me. All right. Woo. Lakers got a lot to figure out. Moving on to to what other things going on in the league, 
Let's talk about these 76ers because we were both down on them going into the season. We had them as more of a middle-tier playoff team. It's early still, but the, the early returns are, are, are great. Uh, they're defending uh, high in both net ratings, uh, offense, defense, and overall. Um, and B's not even been, like, super good, but just, they have just a real deep veteran team. Young guys are progressing well. Um and for all the jokes we give Doc Rivers, man, a, a thousand coaches in the NBA, a thousand wins in the NBA as a black coach, man, uh, with all the turnover, uh, you got to kind of give him a salute there. Uh, it does have his you know playoffs and then a series shortcomings, but a thousand wins in the NBA as a black coach, that's that's a special accomplishment. So, you know, kudos to Doc. Um, but what do you, the 76er team, well, well, how are you feeling about them? Is it sustainable without Simmons? Um, I'm of the mindset personally. Now is the time to move Simmons for those last two final pieces, and then kind of go run it up. Because are you telling me the Indiana offer was it Lavert and Brogdon? What was it? What was yeah, it? yeah, Lavert and Brogdon. That's you had those two with that 76ers team. I mean, are, are they a favorite? I mean, they're definitely legit contenders. That's, 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 that's what I'm saying. So um, we'll see what happens with Ben Simmons, but 76ers eight and two. Uh, without their second highest paid guy, I'm not going to say second best player, second highest paid guy on the roster. I think a lot of people don't realize when a guy misses, it's not replaceable because the guy that expensive, that's just 35 mil in cap or whatever, just gone. Like the Kyrie situation with, with Brooklyn is like, it's just a guy making that much money, just gone. So you're replacing that with minimum and low level guys most of the time and just trying to survive. It it's 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 remarkable the type of system that the, the Sixers have again, uh, how, trusting them to be real contenders with Doc Rivers. <laughs> that is I, I wouldn't do that, but um, roster wise, if you trade Ben for Brogdon, Levert, some picks. Now you got flexibility to get better, and you also have two good quality players. I mean, you have Levert, Brogdon, and Curry. And Tobias, which and B, that's a great starting five on both ends of the floor. Um, it's, it's it's something that they really, really, really need to consider. Um, and then you obviously have to buy, you have Thibault and Maxi coming off. So, yeah, so it's, it's something it's, that they need to consider, man. Is Maury's goal to get Ben to come back? Like I'm confused about what his end game is. And that's another thing. Like, you know how the Lakers have no vision offense? I don't know what the Sixers are. You're right. What, what are the What are they trying to accomplish with Ben Simmons? I have zero idea. Um, I, I think this is – I think this is – I think at this point, I think it's gotten personal. And, I, and once it gets personal, I, you know, all logic just goes out the window. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's just too personal at this point that it's just both parties are just trying to one-up each other at this point. And it's not serving anybody any any good, especially the, the fans of the team, right? Um, moving on, man. Those damn Warriors. Uh, <laughs> eight and one, only lost to the Grizzlies. In the last two weeks, they've, they've just really been dominant. You know, a lot of games by 10, 15 points. The closest game they had in the last two weeks was an eight-point win. Um, it's not a surprise. We're both for a high on the, dub, on the dubs. I don't know if we were yeah, this had- high on the dubs. Yeah, I had him what third seed. That was yeah, that was my pick. I don't know if we had him this high. And the strength in numbers is back. 
I mean, yeah, they got to getting over 30 points a game from the bench, top scoring bench in the league or up there. I saw, and, I saw then the and then, you know, my DPOY pick is doing what he's doing. He, yeah. He's he's on, he's on his way to another one. Uh, man, hey, for him to do it, I, we have to give Draymond Green respect, man. Yeah. After all the wars, everything that's gone, his body, all the years, and he's still doing it at this level. My goodness, man. Like, it, it cannot be denied anymore with Draymond Green. It, it really just can't. This is a, he's a special player, man. Yep. First, first, first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, my thing with the Warriors, now I alluded to this earlier. Um, remember last year, the whole thing, we were trying to get Steve to kind of dumb it down to make the maximize their roster. They had guys who didn't weren't the highest in the IQ. Uh, like, after Cloudy Boy Uber, but let's, you know, read and react is not his strong suit, right. right? He's a downhill guy. Um, I think they have a bunch of players that fit what they want to do this year. They were super smart about adding the correct fits to their roster. Yes. Hoping to win the like uh Bielitsa has been uh, he's been a top five undercover ad for the season, like undercover yes. edition. Uh they've been so good. Porter hasn't even gotten to play that much, right? And Porter was sought after in, in, in the offseason. Uh Gary Payton too, GP two, the mitten. Uh, I did not give him that nickname, by the way. That has been a nickname since Oregon State. You feel me? Cross <laughs> was the glove. They call him the middle. So he's been tremendous off the bench. Poole, after a slow start, he's on fire right now. Iguodala bringing some IQ to the second unit. He even looked like he got some more spring in his legs after, you know, being somewhere feels, else. Feels good to be home for him. Huh? Right, right, right. And on, on top of all this um, – they're going to add Clay and Wiseman, who are both X Factor. You don't know what you're going to get from either one. I think uh, Wiseman's a little closer than, than Clay is. Clay is closer to the new year. Um, I, think, I think Wiseman is really the key for them this year because everybody says they lack size. But Wiseman, not only does he give him size, he gives him a talented size, too. This is somebody who can run, can jump, can shoot a little bit. Like he, he's a talented big. And if they ever figure out how to use him correctly, man. You know, I think the thing with Wiseman, with Wiseman was, and this was this was a conversation, right? As far as being Steph's teammate, like you see the talent, but when are you going to get it? Yeah, you know what I mean. So that was, a, I think, that was a fair question that a lot of Warriors fans asked, as far as you know, why are they using all these draft picks, uh, number two last year, and then um, what was it, seven and fourteen this year? Yeah, uh, Kaminga and, and, and Moody. So, you know, those are fair questions of kind of veteran core, but I think. Uh, the Warriors want to do that Spurs thing, man. They want to play a bunch of young guys while and get them experience while they're competing. So we'll see how it works. I think they're legit right now. I think they're clearly – this is 10 games in, a lot of basketball left. I think they're clearly the best team in the West. It's just a matter of – Right now, yeah. And, and it's not that – I think it's not that close either. Utah's probably the second closest. So we'll see what happens. But right now, they're they're clearly the best team in the West as far as, you know, rhythm and continuity at this point in the, in the season. So – those damn dubs, man. That's why I said, like, got, and they got wise and they got Wiseman and Clay coming back. Right. That's what I said. The Bay Area needs to suffer because you know, y'all was all about this Niner gang stuff. Then they kind of start stinking up the joint, and now you can just act they like can't. you don't care and go watch they, the watch the Warriors. Now I don't I don't deserve this, man. I don't deserve this. They prosperity. can't keep get bro. The Warriors cannot keep getting away with yeah. this. Like they this they just I thought man. Like they don't even have Clay and they don't have Wiseman. Oh my God! Man. I just, I, I, you know what I think? It, you know, 
I think the rules have kind of emphasized you got to move more and get easier, but I think that played into the Warriors' hands. You got to play that way. You played into Kerr's system. Yeah, it's a little more physical now. Yeah, a, a lot, a lot. Remember, a lot of guys was like, in, in when the when you know when you were getting away with those type of possessions, they're like, Kerr, you should do those possessions where you should go to pick and rolls, a bunch of high pick and rolls, and and just get to the line. But now with guys being able to defend, being able to get physical, when you're coming downhill, it's not just going to be clean. You know what I mean? So like you said, so now that you know, read and react, the beating guys off back doors, using people's physicality and aggression against them off ball now it looks it's deadly once again and, and hey it's great basketball we're seeing right now that's all i have to say it, it will be the, the the lakers obviously have to get a lot together you know before we can get this point but getting the steph first lebron playoff series in the west would just be absolutely crazy so just doing that that would be nuts on, on, on the timeline and on tv man all the narratives um so I'm finally so we're I'm in season now, right? So I don't watch a lot of games live. I do have league pass, so I watch a lot of replays and just certain teams around the league. Uh, you brought this topic; I think it was very good. Um, who 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 are your surprise rookies so far? Like who's who's impressing you so far in year one? Kind of maybe under the radar or better than you thought he was uh, type of guys. Uh, go ahead. Well, you already know who I'm gonna talk about. Oh, yeah, man. go ahead. Evan Mobley, man. Wow. Generational. Wow. Remember, I told you, I, I always knew he had this impact, but I always told you, I think it's two years away. I don't think he's ready to play right away. This is this is ridiculous. This guy has made three, three bigs viable. This guy is elite defense inside and on the perimeter. He is a rookie. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. You don't even see wings have elite defense on the perimeter right? in year one. This is a big man. This is a true seven. I don't, maybe, I don't think it's registering in people's head what he's doing. Like I really don't think people understand what they're seeing with him. Yeah, well, you got to watch Cavs games to do it. <laughs> yeah, first, yeah, first of all, you got to watch Cavs games, number one. It's like, do people understand the Cavs are seven? And, what, are they seven and four? Yep. They're seven and four. And they've beaten good teams. Yep. So it man. Hey man. That it's this 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 is special. It's special what Evan Mobley's doing. And then another guy I want to say, because a lot of people thought the Raptors shouldn't have picked him. And obviously there are two best rookies that are bought right now, but it gotta be said because these are two surprises. Scotty Barnes, man, he looks the part. He looks the part. He looks like he's going to be a great wing in this league. Yeah, see, the, the thing with Barnes was I, I, I had subs ahead of him, but I understand where the league is because wings are so important. So if you think a guy is a good wing, you, you might go for it over, over the guard there. So I, I understood that. You know, a lot of people were talking about they wanted subs there. Um, for me, with, with, with Scotty Barnes – He's offensively a lot more polished than I thought he than I, than I thought he was. That's he was what real raw. That's what surprised me. Yeah, that, that was been a shocking. Um, they they got one in Toronto, man. I mentioned it like I'm, I'm when Siakam played his first game back, but that lineup where they can throw uh, Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, and Siakam at you. Ooh, man. Whether That's it's two three, one. whether it's two three four or three four five playing small ball, um, I think that lineup is going to be hell. 
when when it when it comes down to it once they get uh Siakam in shape and going correctly. But yeah, Scotty Barnes. Other than that, too, it was just two other guys that, you know, I saw games that kind of really impressed me were under the radar uh, at draft time. Uh, Franz Wagner, um, he looks nice. Like, he's yeah, got something. That, that old-school stretch for. He's got some athleticism. He wouldn't caught a body the other day. He's been super impressive to me. And then, uh, your boy, shout-out Nap, uh, Duarte, man. Hey, Duarte's on, yeah. that's another one. And he's one of those guys, people are watching the draft, be like, hey, if he was 20, he goes top five or top six. But, you know, age is such a thing now. He's a 24-year-old rookie, right? So that's that's the tough part with him. But And, and, and you, know the prob- you know the problem why these age, age is important? You know why that's a problem with teams? is because they're not trying to win right away. That's the only reason why it's a problem. <laughs> it's because these teams are trying to, you know, take three, four years to just collect picks. You know, look at what OKC is doing. Just take three, four years, keep collecting picks, and hopefully striking the stars and then go on and run. But that's yeah. why these teams don't want to take chance on these guys because they don't want to win. They're not trying to win. They're not trying to compete right away. Yeah. <laughs> that 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 makes a lot of sense. But, yeah, I love I think, Duarte, do you think that – going to shift the pendulum or do you think it's all going to be one and done G League Ignite guys going forward or do you think ever think a guy that that age can go top two or three or is it going to be G League Ignite and one and done uh, it, it's, it's always going to come down to who's winning the lottery pick True. Even yeah. then, based on the value in the league and based on the ability to, to trade for stars disgruntled stars and people are always going to value youth it's just always going to be a young person's game when it comes to that top five. But when you're looking at the second half of the top 10, when you're looking at in those early teens, a lot of those, like, you know how a lot of those picks were always project picks? Yeah. You know, they would always take guys that would maybe be good. Like you see the thumb makers of the world, for example, you always take those type of guys who could maybe be good and hopefully you strike gold. Instead of project picks, you're going to be seeing a lot. I think you're going to be seeing a lot more of those older guys go into that early teens. You're going to see the Baines go into that in those uh, in those positions, right? Because it's like you want guys to get a show value right away that you can flip or guys who may fit into your grand scheme going forward. So I think in those late lottery uh, picks, I think you're going to see a lot more older guys get in those. I agree. So it'll go from late first round, mid second round to late lottery. So yeah. I, I, I agree with you there after those guys' success because guys like that, they just know how to play basketball, just their experience, and they just have more experience than these other guys, right? Especially coming off a of COVID year, right? So yeah, I, I think that's where it's headed as well. Those guys will start getting more love in the draft because they're just they're playable right away. It's just good, good, cheap on the books to, uh, to help you win. So. All right, Kings. I heard you mention last thing. I heard you mention the the Cavs. Uh, ten game about ten games in, uh, one eighth of the way. Who? What, what? What teams have shocked you, good and bad? Yeah, well, you know the Cavs, man. Yep. I think they're the poster child. Other than obviously Golden State returning to their greatness, I think the Cavs are a poster child of how these new rules are going to play out and who they're going to benefit and what styles they're going to benefit. High motor, athletic bigs 
who can get after it, who are going to compete and who are physical. This, if you have those type of bigs on your team, this, hey, this, these rules benefit you. And the way the cast <laughs> play, the way the cast play is just so translatable, so consistent. Like they can compete every game. So Cavs have shocked me. I think a team that shocked me about how bad they are. And this is why I said it's going to be people up for trading on the deadline, the Hawks. <laughs> I told people, I told people, bro, I told people before they, they thought I was nuts. I, I t- There's, there is such a thing in the NBA as too much depth. Like that exists. Yeah, my, my thing was uh, when they asked Trey about it, you talking about they bored now and they're ready for the playoffs. I was like, well, you got to get there first. The East is mm-hmm. heavy this year. Mm-hmm. The East is heavy this year. So like trade hey, trades will trades will be made because I think they're not giving certain guys enough minutes to get a, establish a rhythm and establish continuity with each other. Like they're trying to give minutes to Reddish, trying to give minutes to Hunter, trying to give minutes to Bob to Bob Bogey, trying to get them going, trying to get Herder his looks. You know what I mean, you're gonna get you gotta get Collins's looks, you gotta get Capella his feeds. You know what I'm saying? It's just too much. It's just too much guys that you need to focus on. And this is why I always say sometimes you really just need to cut back and just get guys who can do simple things. Yeah. And that's what the Lakers are going to have to do when THT and none get back. They're going to have the same problem. You're going to have to cut back, get your need, your positions that you need, and then have other guys just play their role. I think nine is a good rotation. Everybody else kind of gets sprinkled minutes, but nine is a is a good rotation to end to have. When you start getting 12, 13, I agree with what you said. It's just hard for guys to get rhythm game to game. It's just a lot of uh it's a lot. It's a lot yeah. of depth. <laughs> my 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 max for guys who you can to really play is 10 in terms of just your, so, your starting so five and your backups. So real quick on a quick tangent, what what do you, what does Atlanta do then? Because you made the conference finals last year, so you feel like mm-hmm. they're close. At least uh, you you feel that way. So what do you do with all that depth? What are you flipping it for? Disgruntled, try to find disgruntled star. Uh, try to package it into one more like one one solid player, couple them into one solid player. So how does that work? In your opinion, at least I mean, we don't work for the Hawks. <laughs> I don't I, I don't know. I really don't know if Philly would do it, but the Hawks should be in the in, it should be looking for Ben Simmons. Oh wow, I see. But I, I just don't think Philly will do it just because it's just in conference, right? And yeah, more, 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 real big about those stuff like that. I've noticed. Yeah, he is. He is. So it's it's just not it's just not on the table for them. But like I think for Atlanta. Uh, and, and this is why I think Trey is complaining a lot about the rules. And this is where I think the Lakers can come in. I think Atlanta is going to need – they're going to need a, a rim pressure th- – another rim pressure guy. Because if you think about it, their main rim pressure threat is Trey Young. That's yeah. the main guy who gets to the basket. And they don't really have anyone else. So I think Atlanta is going to be looking – for another rim pressure type of type of player, I think that's where the Lakers can go and be like, "Hey, you know, both you know, you got Cam Reddish, you got um, DeAndre Hunter. They probably they probably project to be better on your team because they're two way guys. 
or yep. they're more athletic. Uh, hey, we you know as Lakers, you need an actual wing to play with Bazemore on on, on there who's competent <laughs> on both ends, and then have Trevor Reese off the bench or put Bazemore off the bench either or. It's like for here the Lakers, you're just like a THT none for filler. He was expiring. You can flip him and have to flip him for a second and take a second or, you know what I mean, or take the 27 first. Hey, I think Atlanta can – I think Atlanta looks at that because I really do think that they need another rim pressure. Thing. And I've always said this, having Trey Young be the only rim pressure uh, guy for your team, it's not useful. It's not useful. Yeah, I think we're yeah, I think we're moving past heliocentric offense too. So I think that's a good point you raised. We're gonna we it's almost at a point where it's just uh too much dependent on one guy. That guy burns out, you know, rinse, wash, repeat, right? So <sighs> I gotta give it to you for my surprise teams. I did not think you were right. I was wrong. I did not think Washington was gonna be as good. Uh, but the pieces had a feel a, feel a lot better. So I got to give you clues on that. Uh, yeah, I kind of had a feeling. I mean, they're better than what I thought. I had them as like, what, well, playing? So, so they're, even, playing. they're even better than what I imagined to be. So hey, they're playing. Like, like I tell people, man, hoop is an intricate game. Like, I'm glad that the NBA is going how it is. I'm glad we got to these rules. And honestly, I'm glad that Giannis even won last year because last year I was dreading, I was dreading us getting – one of those anomaly hyper offense championships. So I'm glad that the bunker down half court offense, every possession matters. <laughs> style of play. I'm glad that won the chip last year and I'm glad they changed the rules. And I'm glad we're going to see that again because think defense team fit, those two things matter, man. I'm sick of people star hunting Sick of people neglecting <laughs> offense. Like you even look at the Nets. Like the Nets are a good defensive team this year. They're pretty solid. And you know, they're they're not they're not um they're not what they were last year, just giving up a bunch of 110 to everybody. They're they're really sitting down. A lot of those guys are really competing on the defensive end there. So yeah, and it's not it's not all and it's not all the time, but again, man, I, I just I remain in amazement at Kevin Durant. He's legitimately given high effort on yep, both ends. Both ends. And yeah, so man, KD. Looking, looking like looking like that. a lot of people are calling him the best in the world right now. Hey, if you got him, you got Giannis. I understand both. I think both guys have a have a good claim. Both guys are, are have shown themselves to be uh, the the best right now. Obviously, because LeBron is injury plagued because yeah. he's older. So I think it's for me. It's those two. Um, yeah, so those two I think are are, are the two guys, but. A credit to the league, you know who know some guys who's coming up. Hey man, y'all watch that Jokic, watch Jokic. Oh, yeah. man. I saw Nakai's made a great tweet. He was like, "Jokic Special. seems like the best player who's never involved in best player in the NBA discussion." He's special, man. Yeah, he's he, he's, 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 just, he's just a tank, and he's a he's a tractor. Word to Ricky G, he just carries you. Like yeah, regardless, he's, a, he's, he's a, a jump line back. <laughs> I'm gonna use my you know my gravity, my passing ability. To get guys, he literally he's literally a point center who can play inside. It's like his his position is kind of amazing. So, and, know, a, and a, shout out to Joker. And one last team we got showed that that's looking kind of uh, it's looking kind of uh, elite. Those Miami Heat man, 
Oh, yeah, but yeah, but I think I'm with you with the Heat, but I think we both we both had him third, correct? I had him like fourth. Like fourth I, I, I had him third. Was, I had them right behind Miami and, and uh not Miami, but Milwaukee and, and Brooklyn. I mean, there's questions of can they score enough when it matters because they're relying yeah, on hero. They just, they, they, they just they don't have enough offense. for anybody who needs to make a trade for more for uh for more offense. I think they need to for real. Yeah, I mean, who, but who? I mean, who would be out there for them to to trade for for offensively? I think the best I could see is what like a CJ McCollum, hero hero for McCollum, like. Yes, yes. <laughs> do you trust? Do you trust Hero more? Do you trust McCullum? I would trust McCullum more if you had personally asked me. You know yeah, what I mean? So, so, that's, so. that's 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 the only thing. And the other thing is, Portland's probably going to want more because the Jimmy trade for CJ is trying to put Dame in a position to be to not run from the grind. As he, right, right. As he reminds us every every week that he's doing. But yeah, but you see, my saying so it's like what's available. I think another thing too with how tough the NBA is. Um, I don't think you're gonna see as much guys just get thrown around trades. And yeah, if, if, yeah, you think, yeah. if you think if you think about it, you have the trade deadlines haven't been that splashy the past two years in terms of big time uh, deadline moves. Hasn't really been much big trades. Yeah. Who? All right. Good stuff tonight, my boy. Um, make sure you follow at his Kings, bro. On Twitter, follow myself, J Maples fifty five underscore. MST. Uh, on a side note, shout out my CC Commerce man, the team I coach. We three and zero. We finally not homeless. I told y'all the turn was coming. So shout out uh, my boys, my CC Commerce man. Um, anything before we get out of here, my boy? Nah, man. It's just everybody keep just keep enjoying this hoop season. I, the real hoops is back, man. Real, this hey, this is gonna fun. Hey, you got to You got We got to. On the Temple of Hoop T-shirts, we ever got to print up, we got to get the logo on the back. We got to say a hashtag on his hoops, man. Hashtag on his hoops. That's got to be. That's the motto. That's the exactly. motto. Hashtag on his hoops. All right, y'all. Y'all be smooth. We are out of here. See you next week. Yes, sir. Peace, y'all.